play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Indeed it is. Thank you for joining. This is episode 128. Oh, we are 10 away from the magic number. Yes, exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> One, three, eight. You ain't punk if you don't know that reference. <laughs> uh, thank you again. We've got a lot of cool music, as we always do, because uh, we pick it. And so we only pick stuff we're going to like. That's just the way this show works. Right? I mean, we're in control. That's how we're, that's how we're going to do it. We want to like doing this. Exactly. Uh, before we get to our music, let's talk about a bunch of new and upcoming stuff. Uh, first up, Jenny Wu put out Owner of My Heart EP on November 25th. Charger, Watch Your Back, it's a single, November 27th. Red Light Rebels did a split with Bottle Kids on November 28th. Bite Me Bambi put out Holiday Cheer, it's a single, November 28th. Music video is already out on that one, go check it out. Running from Daylight put out Horror Horror Scream All About It November 29th. That was just last week on Friday, yeah. but we played that track like a month ago, so it doesn't even feel like it's brand new for us. We've, we've heard the album, <laughs> or the EP anyway, uh, like a month or so ago. It's kind of crazy sometimes when we get the music early and then we're saying, oh, it just came out last week. Like, what? That seems like forever ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're privileged that way. <laughs> Uh, the Eulogy, Not the One, it's EP, November 29th. The Despised NJ put out Born Rejected, it's a single, November 29th. The Potato Pirates put out Hymns for the Wayward, November 30th. We were just talking before. Uh, I've got like picks for like the next five or six episodes through the first week of January. I think almost all squared away. Too far out in advance. There's still so much great stuff that I haven't even got to listen to to get on the show, like the Potato Pirates. That's one I'm looking forward to hearing, and it just came out uh, on the 30th. Uh, another release on 30th it was Rat's Nest, State of Suspicion, November 30th. I got something uh, from there coming up on a future episode. Sour Steve put out Age of Disconnection. That was December 1st. I'm looking forward to checking that out, too. Uh, he sent that to listen to, and I've got it ready to listen to. Haven't got to that one yet either. The Stick Ups put out One by One, an unmastered album preview track on December 2nd. I'm going to play that on a future episode. Flirting with Disaster is putting out Redundant tomorrow on December 4th, which is already today if you're there in New Zealand. It's probably already out and ready to get, but technically the release date is December 4th, and we still have to <laughs> wait a while before we get to December 4th. Just a few more hours. Right? <laughs> Uh, American Nightmare with Life Support that came out yesterday this is December 3rd that one's good heard both tracks off that single already Notches New Kind of Love on December 6th Gino and the Goons Off the Rails December 6th gonna play that one on an upcoming episode Giant's Chair with Pre-Fabalon on December 6th I think I said it right this time last episode I think I said that something I don't know what the fuck I said but it was not right at all oh yeah <laughs> Bleakness yeah. Pre-Fabalon that's how it's Right. Uh, Bleakness is putting out Functionally Extinct on December 6th. The Whiffs, another Whiff on December 6th. Egoistin, Egoistin with Ungerbrocken on December 13th. Uh, The Apocalypse Tribe is putting out AI Mageddon or I Mageddon. I think it's AI Mageddon. December 13th. Ramams putting out an EP 
Uh, Teacher's Pet, December 13th. Subway Thugs putting out the good, the bad, and the thugly. It's the complete collection for the Subway Thugs, December 13th. And TSOL is putting out the Ghost Train single. It's two tracks on December 13th on Slope Records. I know I've missed stuff. That list seems just far too short. I know it's getting close to the end of the year. So whatever we've been missing, let us know. Send it our way. Not a lot of albums come out towards the end of the year. I think that's just, uh, at least not on uh, bigger labels, they try to avoid releasing stuff towards the end because people are uh, busy looking back on the year and just thinking about and just reminiscing, oh, what were some of the good albums that came out? And, yeah, it's kind of the award season, if you think about it. So a lot of stuff would fly under the radar if they put it out. Christmas time, too. So maybe some people are worried about the the dollars going elsewhere other than onto the music. Exactly. So that makes sense. They want to try and get that stuff out beforehand, you know. So, yeah, I'm not surprised that it's still pretty short for right now. But hopefully in the new year, in the new decade, (laughs) people are going to try and get a jump on things and just start pumping stuff out at a quicker rate and try and just be like, all right, we want to get our stuff out first this year. We want to be the first artist that people hear. Right. There's a lot of cool stuff already coming out, uh, set to come out. In January, new anti-flags <coughs> coming out then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Drowns, they're coming out, both of those middle of the month. Uh, a lot of good stuff already on the, the frontier there for January. Uh, real quick, since we're talking about new stuff, uh, Television Supervision is coming out. Uh, they got an album out, uh, What's Your Damage, coming out. Uh, the Drowns. Uh, American Television, so Television Supervision and American Television. 45 Adapters should. Sometime in the new year, Lion's Law in the spring. Dog Company's got a new one that's going to be coming out. Uh, Mob Mentality. Concrete Elite, I believe, is going to have a new one coming out. DDC. uh, Split with Thunder and Glory that might be coming out soon. Uh, Them and the Upset. The, the suburbs, bats out, a lot of cool stuff that I've been looking forward to. A lot of splits coming out as well that might hit before the end of the month. I haven't seen the release dates, but it also might be in the new year. Any of those coming out in uh, or, or that have come out on the radar, anything you're looking forward to checking out that you haven't yet? Well, I did hear the new Charger single, Watch Your Back, and I uh, understand we're going to be playing that later Yeah, today. we are. Yeah, we'll... Uh, yeah, so not giving too much away on my thoughts, but it definitely wasn't what I was expecting determining uh, the album cover. Right. The album cover, it looked pretty like a, I was expecting it a bit more on the metal side, and in a way it kind of was, but more of like metal from the early 70s and, you know, stuff like that mixed in it's with like Motorhead vibe. metal. Yeah, very much so. It sounded very much like an early Motorhead song to me, which I, I was fine with. You know, I was digging it, you know, it didn't, <laughs> it definitely had a different vibe to it than I was what I was expecting. Um, but anyway, I also caught that uh, uh, caught that new Whiffs song. I listened to that today, and honestly, kind of underwhelming in my opinion. It just sounded like any. It just sounded like a kind of Ramon core song with a bit of a swing vibe to it, which is which is fine, but. You know, those were more Ramon core sounding bands. They are good for me in small doses, mostly because there's not a lot of wiggle room for uh, evolution. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, I mean, you look at the Ramones discography, you know, 14, 15 albums, they all sound 
they all sound exactly how they're supposed to, which right. is the Ramones. And now you have this whole realm of bands in the pop punk division that's trying to emulate that sound in their own way. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm surprised that that's still going around and and not much has changed. You know, I'm sure they got their fans. I'm just not going to be in that corner. Well, fair enough. Uh, we'll talk more about the Ramones and the Ch- and Charger here in a moment. But before we do that, let's play the track that you picked. It's a new track. Yeah, I picked the uh, track from Heavy Lungs. The track A Bit of a Birthday from their Measure EP came out a little earlier this year. So it's uh, not the newest thing on this list, but it still is pretty new. October 10th. Out. That's pretty new. It's yeah, less October than two months 10th. old. Yeah, still is pretty new, you know, considering... That we're living in today's age, where everything's age speeds up, it seems. <laughs> but yeah, it is a it is a new track, and, and it's even newer for me because I just discovered these guys uh, through a band that we played here last week. We played the band. Uh, why can't I get the <laughs> Why can't I get the name now? It was my great cover to cover album, and now I can't remember. Well, your great cover to cover album. I'm gonna f- tell you exactly what that was. It was last week you, oh, I'm looking on the wrong list. Shit, look at me. So, uh, yeah, dead air. No dead air. Dead air, bad. Uh, there we go. So last week it looks like your idols. Idols, yeah. That's why I don't remember it. It's just a one, it's one word. <laughs> Joy as an act of resistance. That was the album. Yes. Yeah, and I have spoke volumes on that record, thought it was amazing. Uh, but one thing is there's a reference on that record in the song. Uh, I'll get back to you on that, the song, the <laughs> song name. But where they reference a, a friend, the singer references a friend of his who is actually a Ukrainian immigrant who is actually the singer of this band, Heavy Lungs. Okay. And they all are part of that conglomeration of a, of a post-Brexit uh, punk and hardcore bands that are coming out as a result of the as a result of the ongoing feuds and uh, political climate that's going over going on over there and as a result great music is coming through and this is one of them heavy lungs they he, he hasn't released any full length albums yet under this name and it's it's just been like a slur of singles and EPs the past couple of years, so he is a bit due for a full length from him. But what he has out is actually pretty amazing. And this EP, I thought it was very good front to back. A lot of callbacks to old 70s punk rock and also a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of electronic and uh, almost industrial vibes to it. Okay. So it's, uh, it's catchy, but it's also pretty heavy and just, just all around unique. It definitely goes in that same realm of a new age British punk that's coming out right now. Excellent. So here it is, a bit of a birthday from Heavy Lungs.
That's Heavy Lungs. That's Heavy Lungs. By the way, the track that references the singer of this band is Denny Nadelko. That's the Idols song. Okay. And it's also the name of the singer and composer of Heavy Lungs. Awesome. Yeah. But it says that they're uh, actually very close friends, and Danny himself is actually a Ukrainian immigrant. So the song, Danny Nadelko, and the Idols song is, uh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the policies on immigration and the pro- and the problems that England is sustaining because of that. Okay. <laughs> and, and just all that, just the politics surrounding that. And also, so, so yeah, that was a pretty interesting naming an actual song after this uh, singer. Sure. But it's a really cool way as kind of like uh, saying, hey, who is this guy? He's got music. Let's check him out. That's how I discovered him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So... A literal name drop, and it's a, it's a song title. You can go check out that Idol song again, and you can also check out more of Heavy Lung stuff. He's got quite a bit. Well, that the new release there is Measure. It's an EP, like you said, and they're from Bristol yep. over there in the UK, if you didn't know. Bristol. Yes. I'm going to play a couple bands here from the U.S. They're both on Pirates Press Records when I get to my great cover-to-cover album. I'll explain why I decided to go with these ones. They're new, though. Uh, December 13th is this first one. That's when it's being released. It's going to be uh, Teacher's Pet EP from the Ramams. They're from Philadelphia, and they are all females, hence the name the Ramams, and they are a parody slash tribute band to the Ramones. So you were talking about the Ramones. Well, these ladies are going to sound just like the Ramones because the majority of their songs, I'd say like 90%, seem to be uh, a parody track. And right. then they'll also do a cover. So on the uh, EP, they'll have one cover. They have two parody tracks. This first one, that, or this one I'm going to play right here, is a parody of the KKK took my baby away, but the track's called the PTA took my mommy away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the Ramams. <laughs> uh, Ramams, they sing Ramones songs, kind of. Are they actually moms, though? They are. Well, self-proclaimed. I have not called to ask <laughs> or verify this information, but they proclaim that they are, yes. I think we need, I think we need information on that. All right. Well, you're going to have to give need, them a call. I think we need to verify this. <laughs> <laughs> are they living up to their namesake? <laughs> That's their mom's new uh, EP, Teacher's Pet. They've got a couple other EPs, including a split they did with the Dad Brains. Gotta love that name too, right? Oh man. <laughs> I thought the last episode had a lot of puns. <laughs> Next up, though, we're gonna play one more Pirates Press new release. It is Charger. Uh, if you go to Pirates Press website, you can find the EP here, Teacher's Pet, uh, on vinyl as well. But you can find and get the, the single here for Watch Your Back. I think they got a new shirt, new patch, all that for it. It's kind of the same ram's head with the blades for the horns yeah but it kind of has like a red outline and red eyes it looks pretty cool yeah it looks I pretty like black it. metal right <laughs> i like it i saw charger uh, at rock the ship there in oakland they were awesome really good live uh if you like that style and you like matt freeman because he's an amazing bass player too uh it's definitely another one to add to your list of bands to check out so let's do watch your back
Yeah, that's Charger. I like Matt Freeman's vocals. Uh, some some of my favorite Rancid tracks are yeah. Matt Freeman on vocals. Yeah, he's got a very distinct voice. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's almost like that. Uh, that also alludes to that kind of Motorhead vibe because he's got that gravel voice. It's not as extreme or as a, uh, you know, in the dirt as Lemmy's, so to speak. But right, you know, but he does have that. It does have that vibe to it. Maybe if uh, it would be interesting to see how Matt Freeman's bass playing because he's got a very distinct style. If he played that with like the overly distorted tone that Lemmy used in his songs, I'd like to see him utilize that in these uh, Charger songs. Maybe maybe that'd be uh, maybe that'll be a new endeavor for for them to go after in the next uh, releases. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, just two very distinct tones going at it with each other. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do your track, which is On the Cinder. It looks like the, I'm having a slight technical difficulty with your track. So while you talk about it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work it out here. I'm going to speak very slowly then, just in case. <laughs> so far, uh, I, I, we might be all right, but just uh, you go ahead and tell us, uh, tell us about uh, On the Cinder, this track. So, yeah. You played with them before, right? I did. Yeah, my friends from Buffalo, New York, On the Cinder, these guys have... Uh, I've only seen them once. They played here. Well, not here. They played a little south of us. They played in this little bar in Provo, Utah. I think it was probably the only bar in that city. <laughs> and, yeah, it was it was sort of a last-minute show. They got booked out of here, and uh, the promoter didn't exactly uh, do a lot to get them out uh, <laughs> to get bands on there. So on a couple days before... Suburban Hellkill got asked to play, and then Josh asked me, hey, uh, do you know any other bands that want to play this? Well, I'll ask if my band, Anonymous, wants to play. So we got on that show as well. And then we had one more person do an acoustic punk rock set, and it was a pretty bit of a mishmash show, but it worked. It was a fun show. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and On the Cinder played, a, played an amazing set. They were just really, they're just really fun on stage. They all... Excuse me. They all look like they're having a good time. They still look, have that youthful look to them. So they still look like these these little kids that just made it out of their parents' basements. But they're not. They're like pushing thirty, you know. <laughs> and it makes sense for the music they play because the music they play is a bit of a alludes to that skate punk, Cow side, you know. But being that they come from the East Coast, they can't. They can't really uh, refrain from not putting anything heavy in there. So it's skate punk with a few, uh, with with some breakdown stuff. It's kind of like an H2O vibe, only only it's not H2O. You know, they got their own they got their own style going on. Okay. I think it's for the fact that they come from Buffalo, New York, and not like New York City proper. So they have a they even kind of have that little uh, podunk uh, Middle America vibe to it. Because <laughs> I mean. By the time you hit Buffalo, New York, you're basically in the Midwest. <laughs> kind of right. like a it's kind of like a Western Philly or Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> but yeah, on the cinder, great bunch of dudes, you know, they were total sweethearts when when we played with them and they just and they spoke volumes about our bands. They were like, "You guys were fucking awesome, you know. We got to make sure that we play with you guys again." That's and, cool. You know, I hope they make it out here again soon. I know Buffalo's a far cry away from Salt Lake City, but I hope that they, I hope that they're still playing. I hope they're still making music, and I hope they come back because they are, they are fun. 
And I hope that they release new music because they are a great bunch of musicians and I like their stuff with it right out. So this one comes from their 2012 album, The Fight Against Ourselves, and the song is called Soapbox. Yes, that's on the cinder from Buffalo. Houston and the Dirty Rats. I've had them on the show a couple times, uh, both times that they stopped through. I have them on the show, cool guys, and they mentioned they're from Phillipsburg there in New Jersey, which is on the border there, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And they're good buds with uh, on the cinder. All right. Well, if Houston, I know they come out here quite a bit, and they have a bit of a following over here in Salt Lake. Yes. So, so maybe... A dual tour is in order. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Maybe yeah, maybe see some Houston and on the Cinder. I think that would be fun. Right. Know, they're two very distinctly di- uh, different bands. Right. Yeah. And if we, if we really want to throw some people in the mix, maybe Anonymous can play with them again. That would be great. Three bands right there. That's all you need. Yeah, three bands, totally different from each other on two different realms. It'll be like a triangle. For a show. So all the guys there uh, on the cinder and Houston and the Dirty Rats, if you're listening, let's, let's work that out. Come back to Salt Lake. Please. <laughs> we know somebody in Anonymous will make it happen, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will do my best. All right. So the, the track I picked for the older or lesser known, this older track came from 1983 off of an album called Suburban Rebels. This is the business. I want to play the business because uh, December 1st, that was three years since Mickey Fitz, a.k.a. Mick Fitzsimmons, passed away. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. lost his battle with uh, lymph cancer, unfortunately, lymph gland. So th- that sucks. Uh, you know, yeah. Too many people go before their time, especially to cancer. 
it's shitty. But yeah. uh, we remember them, remember the, the great things that they gave us, and this is definitely something that we can all enjoy. Suburban Rebels is a great album, and this track off of it is called Smash the Discos. Something we can all get behind. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's the business. Uh, that one's for Mickey Fitz. Great guy. Wish I could have met him. Did uh, you ever see the business perform? I have not. Chris had some great stories because Chris did. Chris met him. Uh, I wish I could have. Damn. <laughs> I managed to see them twice, though. Awesome. Yeah. Saw them play once here and uh, one set down in Puck Rock Bowling. That's fantastic. Yeah, great. Great every time. They have an amazing stage presence. I bet. Right up until right up until the end there. That's great. Uh, that's that's the business. They're from London, if you didn't know. Uh, go check out Suburban Rebels and all their other releases. There's a lot out there, a lot of great stuff. I'm sure you've already heard of them, but if you haven't, that's a band you should go check out. Let's Indeed. talk about uh, a touring band. They're not touring here. There really wasn't a whole lot uh, on the radar for me anyway, and so... I saw a band I really like, came out this year. Uh, it's The Take. They're out of New York. They're heading over to California, and it's coming up. So I figured, well, hey, why not put it out there? All you folks that are out in California or anywhere nearby, get out to one of these shows. The Take is heading over there, and three out of the four shows they're playing are going to be with Doug and the Slugs. Great band there out of L.A. I've seen The Take this year once, and I've seen uh, Doug and the Slugs once this year already, too. Both really good bands. Uh, on December 12th in Oakland at Elbow Room Jack London. I walked right by there. there there's a restaurant, and I ate at the restaurant that was on the corner. There, and uh, cool, cool place. I'd love to go check out that venue. They'll be in Pomona on, or at Characters on the 13th. Uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th are the shows with Doug and the Slugs. 
and on the 14th, they'll be in San Diego at the Kensington Club. And on the 15th, they'll be at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. So go check out The Take. Are you a fan of The Take? I have not heard of them. Actually. What? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And I'm, and I'm reading here, it's like all the members that are in this band, they're all bands that I know, you know, like Agnostic Front, Chromags, right? Blood Clot, you know, right? big one for me. But yeah, for some reason, The Take never went under my radar. Well, they just came out this year. Played them a, a few times earlier in the year, and then over on Punkanoi Worldwide, I did some some preview shows for the shows I saw these guys at. So yeah, let's 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 jump right in. Uh, definitely, uh, this is a cool track. One I hadn't played yet. The take the album's called Same or the Take. Either way, but this track right here is called Tits on a Bull. It was released June twenty eighth. <laughs> You're as useless as tits on a bowl. <laughs> <laughs>
What'd you think of the take? Well, I wasn't expecting uh, some more uh, rock vibe coming from such uh, <laughs> from musicians who are so engulfed and rooted in hardcore music, <laughs> right? But still, that was a, that was a good fun song. You should check out. I'll get you the rest of the album. Check out the album. They have a variety of sounds on there. They have stuff that kind of has more of that oi sound. They have stuff mm-hmm. that has that, that hardcore sound. Obviously, with uh, Scott Roberts, he did vocals on a couple of the Biohazard albums mid two thousands. Yeah, and then you know with a, a drummer that was in Agnostic Front and Madball with Will Shepler, you're gonna get you know the that kind of a sound too out of the drums yeah so definitely check out the rest uh cool band and if you're going to be anywhere out there in california area it's going to be a great show they were great live i saw them at uh, northeast oi fest but they also went out to uh, midwest live and loud in chicago if anybody went out there unfortunately i didn't get to and then they went over to europe did a bunch of shows over in europe They've been playing all sorts of shows. They're on Demons Run Amok there out of Germany, too. So if you want to get the vinyl, go look on Demons Run Amok. Check out that band. Let's move on to great cover-to-cover albums. What do you got? So, uh, staying over on the East Coast in New York City, we have probably one of the most influential and most essential albums when it came to the birth of crossover thrash, and that is Stormtroopers of Death, Speak English or Die. <laughs> <laughs> it started as the uh, started as the side project from Anthrax guitarist Scott Ian. Right. Because uh, Scott Ian, you know, he was a metal guitarist in Anthrax, still is. You know, that band is still going strong. Uh, but also growing up in New York City, he had a love of punk and hardcore music. And the hardcore music, as... I've mentioned in the past was so fruitful back then. So many good bands, too na- too much to name, but <clears throat> but yeah, he wanted to write songs that were like a bit more uh, not as serious as um as med- as his metal brethren would have put out, and he wanted to have songs that had a bit more of that punk vibe to it. And he sat down one day, just wrote all these songs out like maybe a matter of an hour or two. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and the album is. I mean, it's not long, but there's just a, a volume of tracks on there. There's like maybe 20, over 20 tracks. <laughs> and some of them go from 10 seconds to uh, about two minutes. Maybe that's like the highest number that it reaches. 214 is the first track we're playing. Yes. 214, the first track we'll be playing is the always hilarious Pussy Whipped. <laughs> <laughs>
The next track is far shorter. Yep, definitely. Like that's kind of the mix of these uh, uh, these songs on these albums. <laughs> yep, <laughs> you have songs that are uh, longer like that and uh, definitely more riff savvy. Then you have songs that are just there to be short and be funny. Uh, for example, like the song also on the same album, the Ballad of Jimi Hendrix. The lyrics are s- simply, "You're dead." <laughs> that's it <laughs> that's one of the most memorable songs on the record because of it um, but yeah, also uh, this, al- this band and this album it was created in the, as kind of the brainchild like I said of Scott E and he grew up with also, also collecting comic books and just growing up in this world of fantasy and all these, uh, all these fictional characters and basically he wanted to ca- kind of create this character known as Sergeant D who is the logo on this album. He's become like the mascot for Stormtroopers of Death in their, in their short lifespan. But everyone, know, everyone in the crossover and the metal community knows who Sergeant D is. And that's basically, he wanted to kind of create this character, the soldier who died in battle, rose from the dead, and has just got like a bone to pick with every single human being on this planet. Just <laughs> hates everyone in the human race, <laughs> doesn't, yeah. and just doesn't care about anything but... Uh, eating and killing people. <laughs> well, let's play uh, one more track. What do you got? Fuck the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That was Fuck the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was short. If you don't know, they are being ridiculous or funny or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. on purpose. Yep, on purpose. I mean, they have, like I said, you have a song. That's why I chose these ones. Pussy Whipped and Fuck the Middle East. <laughs> so, And they did come down with some controversy because of the, uh, even right down to the album song title, Speak English or Die. Right. You know, it does have that where it's like, well, are they nationalists? And no, they're not nationalists. <laughs> it's a joke band. You know, they're just simply there to poke fun at everything. I looked at it as in the same vein as uh, the band Reagan Youth. And right. they had like their uh, the Third Reich imagery on their album and the uh, also the Klan on their albums. And it was for them, it was to invoke the message and, of their lyrics, which is like, beware the spread of nationalism. With Stormtroopers of Death, it's like they're poking fun at that. And meanwhile, they're making songs like, like I said, Pussy Whipped. And also, as I mentioned earlier, Ballad of Jimi Hendrix. So it's just an inside, it's just an inside joke. I mean, and I recently read Scott Ian's autobiography, and he was talking about this band. And he basically said, he basically said he doesn't like the fact that everything has to be so PC, especially when doing just lowbrow comedy like this. As long as people know that they're joking, then you can be as crude as you want. Right? <laughs> and that's what Stormtroopers of Death is. And people who listen to them and understand their message, they know that they don't mean anything they say in this record. <laughs> it's just, uh, this is the, these are the words of Sergeant D, the character within the album. <laughs> Yes. He's saying fuck the Middle East, not Billy Milano. <laughs> well, if you like it, go check it out. Album I picked is The Replacements. The album's called Tim. This came out in 1985. So actually, both these albums came out in 1985. The one you picked came out August 30th. The one I picked came out like three weeks later on September 18th. 
and 85, but we picked them for different reasons. So the reason I picked this is Gowdy. He works there over at Pirates Press. I like him. Really cool guy. Seen him at a bunch of shows. And always super great to me. All the Pirates Press guys are. And he was doing that top 10 albums that influenced you, you know, day by day. And this is one, uh, you know, I'm familiar with The Replacements. Definitely one of those bands that are influential, especially to alternative music. Mm -hmm. And I just hadn't really got into. So I thought, you know what? If somebody that I respect like that is going to put out there that this is great, you know, I'm going to check it out. And if you don't know, The Replacements, they formed in 79, been around a long time. They were formed in Minneapolis. Direct quote, I'm going to read this. He, uh, Gowdy wrote, my introduction to the best band ever. If you took away the music, Paul Westerberg, uh, sorry, would still be a poet and voice of a generation. Bob Stinson was a madman. You can have the Beatles and Bob Dylan. The ones who love us best are the ones we lay to rest. Visit their graves on holidays at best. The ones who love us least are the ones uh, we'll die to please. Unfuckwithable on so many levels. So those were some lyrics. Uh, the video for Bastards of Young, which is the second track I'm going to play, is what started his replacement's obsession. It's the best video ever made for one of the best songs ever written between Bastards and Little Mascara, which is the other track I'm going to play. You get two songs most bands could only dream of writing, and they weren't even the A side of the record, which is true. They're all on the B side. So after putting that out there, I want to say thank you to him. It's a cool album. I listened to the album. I picked the two tracks that he mentioned. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the episode, that's why I picked two new Pirates Press releases. So let's jump in. The first track we're going to play here is, uh, well, looks like a technical difficulty again. Uh, there we go. Bastards of Young. We're going to play them out of order. So Bastards of Young's coming first, and I'll get the other one queued up here in a moment.
right, so that's Bastards of Young, The Replacements. I think I forgot to mention the name of the album. The name of the album is Tim. So that's off of Tim from 1985, like I already discussed. Cool album. We're going to play one more track. I think I've got that ready. Uh, first, I'm going to mention that uh, Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time have this album at number 137. So Rolling Stones has this in the top albums of all time. Right before it at 136 is Elton John's Greatest Hits that came out in 74. So it gives you an idea of, uh, you know, what's where as far as what's on that list. If you're into Notorious B.I.G., Ready to Die was at 134. So a lot hmm. of a lot of albums on there, you know, nearby. Next up, though, let's play that track, The Replacements. We'll play one more. It's Little Mascara. Funny enough, both tracks are 3 minutes and 37 seconds long, both tracks from that album. Wow. <laughs>
as that winds down, uh, I want to thank Gaudi again, man. That was a good suggestion. Uh, you know, that putting that out there is, you know, top 10. And people like me that follow gave me something new to listen to. New for me. Yeah. And it was from 1985. That, that shit's like 34 years old. Yeah. It's also very groundbreaking at the time. Right? You know, that was like uh, the replacements along with uh, uh, the Minutemen and Fugazi. You right. Know, were like essential in breaking out the, uh, the indie rock and the alternative rock that came out. Uh, through the 90s and going into the 2000s. You know, without right. them, you wouldn't have, <clears throat> you know, Modest Mouse right. or anything like that. It all goes back to those uh, uh, those post-hardcore bands of the 80s, like the first wave, right. anyway, you know, from the, from the 80s into the 90s. That was like a pretty, a pretty, crazy, tri- pretty crazy time for all underground music. It was still, like, very uh, lo-fi. You know, a lot of these bands were signed to the indie labels, you know, SST and Discord, and, you know, they were still, like, trying to make, uh, trying, they were just grinding, you know, making their waves and not playing to a lot of people until eventually, you know, years later, people are starting to appreciate the work that they put in because, right. you know, it was the snowball effect. Some people heard them, and then more people heard those bands, and then more people heard that band, and suddenly they're all big and legendary now. Right. <laughs> so... Got to appreciate the got to appreciate the work they put in, and the replacements are definitely legend tiers right now. Right. Well, go check out the replacements and that album, Tim. And if you've already heard of him, go back and listen to it again. It's a good album. Yes, Tim's a great one. Let's uh, let's wrap the show up with some metal picks. What do you got? This track's a long one, so we might uh, we might wind it down a little early. Yeah. But. It's, it's a, a it's a good band. It is a good band. I played them on the show before. They were a metal pick a couple months back. It was Machine Head. Yes. And I chose this one because uh, it's got a bit of a uh, history laden in tragedy. It came out in 2007. It was from their album The Blackening, uh, which was the album of which I was introduced to Machine Head. Okay. Yeah, it was in that was the album. I was like, okay, this looks pretty cool. It's like got this. Uh, skeleton on the front of it will hold in a scythe and it looks very uh it looks like it's <laughs> if i opened it it was gonna read some satanic text or something <laughs> like that <clears throat> but anyway this i chose the song aesthetics of hate because of uh, four days from now or uh no four days five days from now is gonna be the 15th anniversary of the assassination of dimebag daryl from pantera gotcha that was the you know, it was 2004. He was uh, shot on stage while performing with Damage Plan, and I was thinking, like, that's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty big number, 15. You we'll know. have to play Damage Plan next yeah. week. We might have to do that, but I chose this one because uh, uh, Rob Flynn of Machine Head was very close with the Pantera guys. You know, touring with them throughout the 90s and becoming very close with uh, Dimebag as well as the rest of the members of Pantera, and you know, and it made sense because Machine Head was. Part of that same scene, the groove metal and kind of early new metal scene. And he actually uh, said he was performing this song live and he gave the history of this song. He said six days after Dimebag was murdered and he was put into the ground, there was this news article that came out of this title, Aesthetics of Hate, which was basically defaming the recently deceased guitarist and just saying... What an absolute atrocity he was to the world of music and just all of this wow. horrible, <laughs> this horrible things to say about someone, especially in a, for someone who was so freshly 
deceased. Right. And in like the most tragic way. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people took that article to heart and just was <laughs> just went off on that on that newspaper site. And Rob Flynn took it so much that he decided to write a song that <laughs> basically gave the middle finger back to them. And it's like, we're going to use your title and we're going to say fuck you for saying talking shit on Dimebag, pretty much. <laughs> so without further ado, this is that song, Aesthetics of Hate. One of the first songs I ever heard by Machine Head. And it's, it's angry. I love it, though.
That's the first five minutes. Yeah. Still got like another minute and a half almost. Yeah, he goes out like this for a while. <laughs> yeah, but this is when uh, Machine Head was kind of at their uh, their most thrashy. This is when they were kind of paying a to those uh, '80s thrash bands that inspired them so much. Right. You definitely hear it in the first half of the song. It's a lot speedier, a lot more uh, frantic. He kind of has that uh, Master of Puppets vibe to it, and then those dueling guitar solos in the middle of the song. There, those always kill me every time. It's just. <laughs> Man, the, just the precision you have to get right. to get those harmonies down. It's its amazing to me. It still amazes me to this day. Such great such great guitarists. <laughs> yeah, they're getting me through, too. Machine Head will be coming through in February. Really? The, yeah, 25th anniversary of, Div, of the, not Davidian, Burn My Eyes. Okay. Yeah, the song Davidian is on it. Right. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting show to see. Yeah. Yeah, definitely like to see... I'd like to see that album live. I really like that album. They'll be on tour, so catch them in your city. Yep, they'll have a they'll have a lot to bring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone loves that album. Well, that is Machine Head. We got one more track. We're gonna play that. The track I'm gonna play is from the band UDO. So UDO is actually, I believe, named after the singer. His name is Udo. Yeah, Udo Dirk Schneider. Yes. <laughs> so if you're familiar with the band Accept, he was an Accept. I am a familiar. We played them on the show. That was my pick. Yes. Yeah, balls to the wall. <laughs> yes. So left the band, started this band, UDO, in 1987. This track is actually from an album they put out called No Limits in October 19th of 99. They're from Solingen. Germany, cool band. Uh, I wasn't really that familiar with them. Uh, they're kind of more of that hair metal, thrash metal, you know, that kind of metal genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, while I was waiting around in between bands, I think it was at Rock the Ship, they had this playing. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. <laughs> and this is what it turned out to be. Hair metal-esque, huh? Oh, yeah. That lets you know right in that first screen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this track's called I'm a Rebel. It's UDO.
Yeah, UDO, I'm a rebel. Man. <laughs> Man, that that voice, I feel, just uh, keeps getting scratchier with age. I'm not laughing at me. I can't even do it very well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, that was UDO. That's my metal pick. I'm a rebel. No Limits' album came out in 99. That is it. That's the show. You can find all these bands at Heavy Lungs Band. This is still on Instagram. At Ramam's Band. At Charger underscore EB. That's for East Bay. On or at On The Cinder. At The Business Oi. At The Dot Take Dot NYC. At Marches of, sorry, at March of the Sod. That's Stormtroopers of Death. Yeah, S-O-D. Yes. <laughs> At the replacements, at machine underscore head, at u.d.o. underscore official. Shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me at Instagram, scaryuncle underscore Eric97. You can find my band on there as well, at anonymous underscore band official. And you can find me on Facebook as well, Eric U. Norris. And my band is on there, at anonymous. At Anonymous SLC. There we go. <laughs> still, still trying to get all these things done. Also, you can see my writings. I do, I do musical reviews for Slug Magazine. You can find that online at slugmag.com. And I also post it on my own website, sagansyouth.com. I recently posted a, uh, had posted an article for the band Disengaged. They are a metal band from Salt Lake City here. Okay. And I did a local review of their of their EP that came out earlier this year called Out for Blood, colon, Abuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the full album title. So you can check that out. I posted it on my Instagram. So if you follow me on there, you can follow the link, see the uh, and see and read the review, and check out that band. We will be playing them on the show in uh, either the next episode or the one after that. Fantastic. That's great. Uh, you can find all these bands on Facebook at Heavy Lungs Band, at Ramam's Band, at Charger EB, at On the Cinder, at The Business Oi, at The.Take.NYC, at Bigger Than the Mosh Pit, that's for Stormtroopers of Death, <laughs> at The Replacements, at Machine Head, at UDO Online, and the shows at SLC Punkcast. You can also find us all over the place, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Player FM, SLCPunkCast.com. You found us already, but you can also find us on any of those places. That is it. That's all she wrote. Eric, any final thoughts? Well, keep listening. I mean, people are, people are posting a lot of uh, creative, uh, a lot of their creations out there. Ours just happens to be in the podcast form, and we appreciate all the listeners, and we appreciate the shares. We appreciate getting more people in on this. We really like to have people discovering new music. Absolutely. That's the mission. Yep. If you listen to us, you listen to at least 10 different bands on here. So, every, every week. Yeah, every week. So, yeah, and if you listen to them and if you check them out, they get views, they get heard, and that's what they want to listen. That's what they want as well. Yes. That's all anyone wants is to be heard. Absolutely. And Thank yeah, you for hearing that's a, us. That's what I got. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for sticking around this far. Indeed. We wouldn't be here without you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe we would. Maybe we'd just be posting and talking to dead air this whole time. <laughs> right? Nobody's out there, but thank you. Thank you. And uh, until the next time, here it is. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.